Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host. I'm Darlene Childress. I am a life and parenting coach, and I help moms who want to feel calm in their life so that they can emotionally coach their kids and raise emotionally healthy kids. So today I want to talk about meltdowns and I want to talk about how to handle a meltdown. And I want this to be a short, sweet, quick episode that you can reference during the holiday season or after a meltdown or just on the drive back and forth from school, doing the school run. Those kinds of times where you just need a little bit of support and you can come back to this episode. So I want you to mark this episode. I want you to remember it because I'm going to talk to you about how to handle meltdowns. So let's get into it. First, I want to explain that I call a meltdown or a temper tantrum, I call it a big feeling cycle. And the reason I call them a big feeling cycle is because I love the word cycle being part of this experience of you know, your kid having a big meltdown or having a big temper tantrum. Because when you start calling it a big feeling cycle, your brain will remember that cycles end, that they have a beginning and then they loop and they end. And so when you are looking at your kid and they're melting down or they're having a temper tantrum, it can feel like it's going to go on forever and that you have no power. Naming it a big feeling cycle for you, hopefully, will help you as you see it happening or you're experiencing it, remembering, okay, this is a cycle and it will end. Sometimes I think about a big feeling cycle like a wave, climbs, it climbs, it climbs, it crests, and then it falls back down. And your child goes through this process from emotional dysregulation, that's what triggers the big feeling cycle, and they get overwhelmed and they're doing all these strategies to cope with their big feelings. And then at one point, their nervous system starts to calm itself and they soothe and the big feeling cycle ends. So that's why I like to call it a cycle. The second reason why I call it a big feeling cycle is because I want you to recognize that the root cause of that behavior, of that meltdown, is feelings. Really big, overwhelming feelings that your kid is having trouble dealing with. So if you had saw a meltdown this morning or you had one last night, I want you to think about that big feeling cycle and think, okay, there were feelings under there. Anytime your kid has a meltdown or a temper tantrum, it's because they have a feeling that they don't know how to process. They don't know what to do with it. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe they, they have jealousy, right? So they have some feelings. Now, the feelings that they have are because of the way their brain is thinking about the circumstance, They are responding to a circumstance, but it's because they have the emotions of that circumstance that are coming onto them like a wave and it triggers a big feeling cycle. So they have these big feelings that they don't know what to do with. That's where all behavior comes from. So I want you to remember when your kid is having a meltdown and your brain's going to be like, oh my God, they're having a meltdown or oh my God, they're having a huge temper tantrum or they had a big temper tantrum today. You can say to yourself, Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, it was a big feeling cycle. They had big feelings. They didn't know what to do with. They used strategies, hitting, kicking, punching, spitting, throwing, yelling, crying, blaming, negotiating, lawyering up. They had some behaviors that they were using to cope with their big feelings. 
And those behaviors aren't behaviors that we love, right? We don't want to see kids hit or kick or punch or spit or throw or do any of those behaviors. But I want you to see that the behaviors that your children have during a big feeling cycle is a coping strategy. It's a way that their body is responding to the overwhelm, to the emotional dysregulation that's happening for them. So they get overwhelmed, they get stressed, they get fear, activated fear or anger or sadness or some big emotion. They don't know what to do with it and their body takes over and they do anything they can in order to soothe themselves. Your kid is having a big feeling cycle. What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to respond, right? First, everyone stay safe. We want to make sure that our kids hitting, kicking, punching, you know, doing some kind of behavior that hurts others. So it's okay to step right in, I call this the hard no, and you say, it's okay to be mad, it's not okay to hit. It's okay to feel sad, it's not okay to throw your throw things, okay? So we want to make sure that people stay safe. Notice that in that firmness, the way I modeled it is like, hey, no, it is okay to be sad, it's not okay to hit, that I'm not saying, that's not nice. Don't do that. Everybody's looking at you. That's not, you shouldn't act that way. There's no lecture here. There's no moralizing here. It's just the facts. Validating the feelings. Your feelings are okay. Your strategy isn't working. That's all. So we say the hard no. We separate kids if we have to. In general, most of the time, everyone is actually safe and you just have a kid melting down. They're at Target and they're mad about you not being able to give them something or they're at a restaurant and you know they are starting to dysregulate and they spill something and then you kind of are harsh with them and then they start crying. Or you're at home and typically meltdowns are often triggered by when you tell them no or when you correct their behavior. That's most of the time what happens. So you have this kid, they start crying, they start using their strategies, maybe they're hitting, maybe they're um, complaining, maybe they're whining, whatever that strategy is, I want you to come alongside of them. You can say it aloud or you can say it in your heart. I want you to validate the emotion that's driving the behavior. And we do that by connecting. Connecting for them the feeling that's inside with the behavior that you're seeing. So you do that by saying, honey, you're kicking and screaming. Are you overwhelmed? Or honey, you're kicking and screaming. Are you feeling sad? And you can even use a strong voice. Are you feeling sad? Sometimes that strong voice helps them feel safe, helps them feel like there's an adult in charge, that there's somebody paying attention. So you don't have to use a sing-songy voice. So we're going to look at their feeling cycle and recognize these are feelings. We're going to help them name them. Sometimes if you say, are you feeling sad? They might go, yes. And you might then, okay, that makes sense. Tell me more. What's happening? She took my toy. You might get words. That's great. Words are amazing, right? You might not get words. You might have to be like, show me, show me how mad you are. Show me how sad you are. You're hitting, you're kicking. Show me, show me how strong you can kick, you know, and give them something to kick this pillow or you're, you want to kick something, you know, stomp your feet really strongly. Stomp, stomp, stomp. So we're taking what they're currently doing and we're giving them a strategy to use in place of that strategy. 
that they that they're using that we don't like that doesn't work right we don't want them to be kicking other people or kicking the dog or kicking the couch or something like that so we're like you want to kick here you want to use your legs why don't you use your legs by doing this jump up and down stomp let's go outside let's jump up let's run for a minute can you run to the bathroom and run back show me show me we're coming alongside we're recognizing the emotion and then we're giving the child a way to move through that emotion without trying to stop the strategy. We're trying to give them a tool to push the motion out through their body. That's all they're trying to do. That's what regulation is all about. Moving the body and finding connection. Those are the things that calm and soothe a a big feeling cycle. So your kid is crying. They're upset. You're validating the emotion silently in your head or aloud. Let me go to validating why it's so important. When we look at a child's big feeling cycle and we find it overwhelming or we don't like it or we want it to end, we're not working at validating the emotion and trying to help them push that emotion through their body. We're looking at that behavior and we're like, how do I get this to stop? So if you're using the connection tool, if you're using it in order to stop the big feeling cycle, it's only going to escalate it. Because it's like a wave. It's like a train left the station. It's got to get to the next station. Uh, you know, you can't stop the ocean, the waves from, from cresting and falling and crashing. You can't. You have to just ride the wave, right? Or if you're out in the ocean, you can also go under it and let it pass over you. You can do that too with their big feeling cycles. You can just let your kid work it out on their own. If you're overwhelmed or you can't handle it, you can just let them cry for a while. That's also okay. Crying is a way to soothe. You don't have to participate in it. We're not trying to interrupt the big feeling cycles. We are trying to help decrease how long they last and how intense they get. So coming into the big feeling cycle and connecting with your child's emotions, recognizing it is an emotion, will shift the way that you respond. So just recognizing the feeling that your kid is having will change the way you interact with your child and it is soothing to them. Having your emotion validated is calming. It actually creates a very cool neurochemical of oxytocin and serotonin, which balance out cortisol and adrenaline. So your compassion, your kindness, your calmness is actually calming their nervous system. They're borrowing your nervous system in that moment. And so they're coming in and they're coming in alongside of them and they're recognizing, okay, I'm not alone. I'm safe. My parent is here. They're taking care of me. I'm okay. I'm being held. I'm being, I'm being supported and I'm not alone in this. My parent trusts me. They're here to help me. I trust them. So just naming the emotion is huge. And then you can offer some solutions of, well, you have these big feelings. What do you want to do? You can't keep screaming. You can, but it's really loud. It hurts my ears. So I want to help you, but I can't if you're screaming. Do you want, or do you need to scream? Okay, so why don't you scream? I'm going to count to three. You scream as loud as you can if you're at home or something. Or, you know what? Let's do a quiet scream. Let's scream. Let's scream a silent. Ready? Ah! Right? If you're in public. If you catch what I'm teaching here, it's really the idea that your child has a natural 
instinctive, very healthy way to process emotion that's working for them. So we don't want to interrupt their process, but we want to harness that process and channel it towards something that actually works for everybody. That is is actually kind of acceptable, quote unquote. So your child's having their big feeling cycle. The first part for you is naming it a big feeling cycle. Okay. Second part for you is looking at the behavior and trying to figure out what emotion is happening here. So we're going to validate that emotion. So we're going to see it as a big feeling cycle. We're going to validate that emotion. We're not going to try to stop it. And we're going to give them solutions of how to process that emotion in a healthier way using their body as a clue. Now, some of you are like, I love all this. This is amazing. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I've already been doing it. It's so cool. Thank you, Darlene. And then you might come across this thought or you might have it right now of like, okay, I love all this, but like they kicked their sister while they were having their big feeling cycle. That's not okay. Or they broke something or they, you know, they threw something or, you know, or they, they, they hit me in the face. That's not okay. Yes, you are right. When we have our big feelings and we have our behavior that we're using to cope with our big feelings, that doesn't excuse the impact of our behavior. Every person is responsible for how their behavior impacts themselves and others. I can regulate my emotions by screaming at my husband. (laughs) Maybe that helps in the short term. Maybe it relieves some pressure off me. Maybe I'm feeling insecure. Maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed. Maybe I'm feeling unseen. And so then I yell at him. That might be a, a strategy that I use to cope with my negative emotion. The problem is that strategy has an impact on my relationship with my husband. So that means that I now have to go and repair that impact. Now, parents oftentimes try to deal with the impact of the behavior that's happening during the big feeling cycle while it's happening. You want to immediately consequence it or immediately threaten to consequence it. And all that does is it triggers deeper levels of overwhelm for the kid. They're already in a stress response. They're dysregulated. So adding threats and adding consequences is only going to activate more of a meltdown, more of a temper tantrum. It's going to make the big feeling cycle last longer and become more intense. But it does feel like it's comforting you. Threatening and consequencing make you feel like you have your power back. What I'm inviting you to think about is when your kid is having a big feeling cycle, they feel disempowered and you actually have the power to ride the cycle with them. That's your only job there. And then once things are calm and they're through their cycle and they're back into like either their limbic center of their brain where their emotional center is balanced and they're feeling good, or if they're a little bit older and they're in their thinking brain, older by being like over six years old, no matter how old they are, if they're under six, we want to make sure they're calm and they're kind of feeling happy again. 
And then we want to talk to them and say, okay, remember at Target and you had your big feelings? Well, while you were there, you, you know, you took a stuffed animal, threw it on the ground, or you made a big mess. Mommy had to pick it up. Or remember when we were at Target and I had to go, we had to go to the side so that you could have your big feeling cycle. Well, that took time from mommy. I didn't get to get my shopping done or I was, we were at Target longer than I thought. So I didn't, I wasn't able to finish my chores, you know, take care of the thing that I needed to take care of. Like, is there anything you can do to store back to me the time or the energy drain that was created? And we're doing this not to punish them, not to shame them, not to get to teach them a lesson. (laughs) And it, it will teach a lesson. Our purpose in that moment is just to show them that their behavior has an impact. So we're kind of giving them the internal understanding of like, these are feelings and here are all sorts of ways to manage your big feelings. And when you have big feelings and you use strategies that cause problems for others, you're going to have to fix those problems. So we're pulling impacts and we're putting them back on the child. And that does help them learn that they are responsible for their behavior and it is in their best interest to learn your strategies to cope in healthier, more socially acceptable ways. Now, if you didn't do consequences and you just did emotional coaching, your child would learn how to validate their own emotion. They would recognize it. They would go, oh, I'm sad. I've felt sad before. I can handle sadness. This is how I handle it. And they will learn some new strategies. But it might take a while. So when we bring those impacts and we put them back on the child in a loving way, and, but, but logical where we're like, Hey, yeah, I know that it makes sense. You had big feelings and those big feelings cause problems. And here's ways you can fix those problems. I always say like, it's like the pivot that we're looking for. So we're looking for an internal pivot and the external pivot and we've moved together and those together help the child be motivated to change their strategies. Trust that you have some good ideas. So we want our kids to feel really loved, really supported, really validated in their big feelings, but we don't want them to use all of those strategies that hurt others and then never experience the impact of that, never see the impact of that. That would be permissive in in terms of, you know, allowing our children's emotions to rule all the moments. Their emotions are part of our life and they are acceptable and it's our job to teach them strategies to cope with those emotions. So that's the big feeling cycle process. While you're in the middle of it, you're going to just coach them through it. You're going to be compassionate. You're going to come alongside. You're going to name the big feeling either externally like out loud or inside your heart and you're going to come and you're going to watch your child use their strategies, giving them new strategies to cope with that big feeling and wait for it to end. Once it's ended, you come back and you say, hey, so this is what happened. And we're very kind. We're very gentle and we're very compassionate. We're still saying your feelings are okay. It's just the strategy you used caused a problem. And so here's how you can fix it. Or you can ask them, how would you like to fix it? So I promise 
between the doing both parts is going to have a huge impact on your family. You'll have way less big feeling cycles. And when they do happen, they'll last less time and they'll be less intense. So I always say in my programs, my goal is to decrease the intensity, frequency, and duration of big feeling cycles. But once they start, you've got to ride them out. You got to regulate your nervous system and just ride those big feelings, ride that wave. Remember, it's a cycle and it will end. Okay. If you have any questions about this, you can reach out to me. Um, You can message me. If you're on my newsletter, just reply to an email and I will um, give you some guidance or you can message me on, on Instagram or wherever you connect with me connect with me if you have any questions about this. And I'm always happy to book a complimentary consultation so that you can you know, chat with me about it. And then of course, I encourage you to take the Emotionally Healthy Kids class or the Emotionally Healthy Adolescent class because you, we get deeper into those strategies that I'm teaching here about correction and like using the connection tool. And you can ask me for examples and um, you know, tell me more about what's going on with you and then I'll coach you. So those are really great. Those groups are amazing because they're taught live by me in a group dynamic. So you can ask questions in real time, which is cool. All right. Can't wait to hear how much you love this episode. And um, I hope you have a great week. I will talk to you soon. 